at CD Media, we are literally the tip of the spear. From Ukraine to the vaccine to Brazil, we've been at the tip of the spear on all these stories early. So if you want to know what's going on in the world early, before the rest of the news catches up, watch CD Media. But you know what? We have to make money. So we do have ads on the sites. But I know people don't like pop-up ads. They don't like ads. It's a problem. I mean, you get them on your phone, etc. If you don't like ads, you can sign up for our no ad subscription, which is a few bucks a month. You get access to all of our sites, not just CD Media, but the Manhattan, the Miami Independent, the Connecticut Sentinel, the Georgia Record, Armed Forces Press, Tsarism overseas in Eastern Europe, and CDM Espanol if you speak Spanish. So all of these sites are available with no ads. So sign up for our no ad subscription. You can find it on the websites. There's a pop-up and also in the top menu. And, and pay us a few bucks a month, support free media, support your children's future, support the fight against the corrupt media narrative. Thank you very much. And now let's get to our guest. are back with American Conversations, and I am honored to have Kevin Gamble and Frank Quintus with us today. Welcome, gentlemen. Welcome. Thank you. Uh, you know, this we're, we're continuing with this United uh, Airlines lawsuit about COVID and what happened to you guys. And every time I get to know another one of the 20 planets, I'm always astounded just how horribly treated you were by uh, management at United because the public narrative out there is that it was 99% uh, great because 99% of you people were vaccinated when in fact that that's, that's a spin. That's a spin that uh, the CEO Scott Kirby is putting out there to the public because they're not including the fact that some of you were let go and some of you were fired. So Frank, let's begin with you. How long have you been at United? You're a pilot. Yes, uh, close to 33 years when I retired. And, and what happened? You This is August 2021. They came out and said, okay, uh, we're going to mandate the vaccinations. You can apply for religious exemption. What happened right. to you? It was uh, like early uh, August, I think it was, uh, around the 7th or something like that. And then uh, at some point in the in August, uh, we, were, we were told that we could apply for a religious or medical exemption. And that was toward the latter part of August. I applied and received a, uh, a religious exemption. And then about two weeks later into September, we were given the details of the accommodation, which was not an accommodation by any stretch of the imagination, which was, okay, you're either going to get the jab or you're going to go an indefinite leave of absence without any benefits, without access to your 401k, nothing. And when they said that, uh, I knew I, 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 and not knowing where the end of that tunnel was, as far as that, if I, if I had known it was going to be a couple months where, you know, I was going to be sitting there in this limbo and whatever, and be able to come back, I would have wrote it out. But 
you know, the way things were going back then, it looked like this was going to go into infinity and beyond as far as how long it was going to be before uh, some decision was going to be made, whether we were re allowed to come back to United or not. And uh, that's when I said, that's it. I'm done. So they and so at that point in time, because I know some some of you folks came back in March of 2022. You didn't right. know that date then back in September when they were telling you what the details were for the county. No, they, like I said, this was an indefinite leave of absence. And the way, like I said, the way things were going back in late 21, it just seemed like they were going to be pushing this mandate thing or this indefinite leave of absence for for who knows a year, two years. I did not know where the end of that was. So I just chose, you know, I wasn't going to hang around, not having access to my to my retirement and this, that, whatever. Uh, so I said, that's it. I, I just I just decided to pull the plug and uh, under under coercion. I mean, it wasn't something I wanted to do. I certainly didn't plan for this. And so where are you working now? I am working for uh, flying a corporate jet for a construction company. Uh, here locally, uh, uh, the friends uh, friends of mine own the company, and they have a couple jets, and you know, just flying around the country, which is fine. It's something to do, uh, uh, pays the bills, uh, and such. And I know everybody, you know, pretty much there, so it's it's a lot more personable, and everybody treats everybody with some respect and dignity. Kevin, your story—it's wild. Uh, you're a mechanic. You've been with the company how many decades? Uh, 37 years. And, and you, you loved to tinker with mechanics when you were a kid. That's when I read. Yeah. This is, yeah. That's, that was my life. <laughs> it was a passion. It was a passion. Yeah. So yeah. when the uh, planes were safe, well, we, we have you to thank and, and Frank for flying yeah. safely. <laughs> um, so Kevin, you applied for religious exemption too, uh, yes. in August, 2021. Tell yes. us, let the audience know your story, because it, it really is truly remarkable. Uh, well, I found I just found out by accident that I, I could apply for the, the exemption, and I waited to the last minute, um, among many others that, you know, they, they got the vaccine when they were supposed to. They waited to the last minute, hoping that it would just go away. And it just um they i had like three different termination dates when i was trying to apply they just kept denying me and denying me and they'd give me different as well you're gonna be fired next week and i get these emails saying you're gonna be fired and um, and this is was this before you were actually denied your religious exemption yes yes yeah and i would go to local management i would go to my union officials and they couldn't provide me any any information so i was just in the dark and I just kept trying and kept emailing the uh, the help hub um, that took care of the, the exemption process. And they did eventually um, accept the, the, uh, the exemption. And it was long after that, maybe a week after that, they, they sent me an email saying I had to be tested. I have to wear a, a special type of mask than the other people. And in my exemption letter, I said also not only wanted to be exempted from the vaccine, but I was going to be exempted from testing and being discriminated against with wearing different masks. And and uh, they didn't like that. So they, they said, well, you either get tested, wear a mask the way we that, that we tell you to do it, or you're terminated. 
So again, like in, like when Franks was accepted, he didn't like the accommodation details uh, after he was accepted. Did you know ahead of time that you were going to have to wear a mask if your religious exemption no. tested? No. If your religious exemption? No, no. I just uh, I don't know. I guess I was just proactive on that and and thought thought of all the different case, uh, scenarios that could happen and and I wanted to be protected. And so I added those into the exception letter, and they accepted it. Right. So they breached, they breached their own acceptance. Yeah. So so they brought me into a hearing uh, one day. Yeah, it was about a, maybe a month after I, I was accepted, and it's and I showed them the letter, and they went back and forth with HR. We were in the office for probably three hours. In HR, and I don't know if it's Chicago or Houston, they they told our management in Los Angeles to uh, hold me at a service uh, with pay until they decide what to do. And so I was. Well, I was it, doesn't, it doesn't sound as if United had a united front on this. If they were making different accommodations for different types of jobs that people held, I mean, if it's all, if it's if you if you're not going to get vaccinated, you'd think that they they would have had all the same narrative for everybody, right. but that doesn't right. sound as if it- They were all over the place on this issue. And yeah. and Frank, you were saying during the pre-interview that, that uh, and Kevin, you were saying it as well, that, that you would have the, the head of the Airlines Pilots Association actually has a seat on the board uh, at Correct. United Airlines. And then, but then you Correct. have those, and then you have a different uh, union for you, Kevin. Which one is- uh, I'm in the Teamsters Union. Okay, and and then you have you've got the sort of the national people, and then you have the local guys. Right. right. But you appealed. I mean, what what happened to you was you applied. Then they had these accommodations, and then they terminated you. Right. At that point in time, and you've appealed it with your unions, and now the unions are telling you that you don't have a case, so they're not going to bring it. Although you know your dues paid for their right. work, they they, they right. should be bringing it. Right. They. They. Yeah. Uh, they. They. Uh... They didn't want to help from the beginning, and so I believed them that they were going to uh, appeal this and take it to a review board. Uh, but then I got a certified letter in the mail about two months later, stating that you don't have a case and we're not going to push it forward. So that are you appealing that now? Uh, no, that, basically that's it with the union. Um, so my only recourse now is, is with this lawsuit. I do have a, a, a charge in with the EEOC, um, and that's still ongoing also. Now, and you also had some family issues during this time period. I mean, because you, you yeah. were not allowed to get to your 401k, as I understand. Um, well, yeah, once, once you're terminated, you're, you have access to everything. So I, I got a small lump sum of a retirement that lasted maybe eight months. Um, I got um, some of my four, I got, you know, I, did, I didn't have much of my 401k, but I got that out. Um, and then I was, of course I was offered insurance, but it, it was, it was like, you know, it cost me $900, $1,500 a month. I couldn't pay that. So I didn't have any type of insurance anymore. No life insurance, no health insurance. And, um, my son was in, you know, he ended up in the hospital about a month or so after I was terminated. Uh, he, he lives in another town in Denver. And 
you know, he's, a, he's severely disabled and I couldn't go see him. And he didn't, you know, plus it made it easier for him to have my health benefits. He didn't have that. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it was, it was, a, it was kind of a, a bad year because you know, I got to see him once and then, uh, he passed away in September. I'm terribly sorry. I'm terribly sorry. The, lo- the loss of all of this is just extraordinary. Um, and I know that you, that you wanted to thank Tom Anderson, and I think there's another buddy of yours who really stood with you and fought for you. Yeah, yeah, because, uh, you know, he was, Tom Anderson was instrumental in me going to see him that one time. Um, I, he just says my heart, heart-filled thanks and gratitude for what he did for me. And, uh, you know, I've had other people just, you know, caring, trying to help. Have um, you been able to, have you been able to get to unemployment? No, no, I, it's still under appeal. Why, to, why are you denied unemployment? Because, uh, United said that I was, uh, I was terminated. I did not follow the company policies. So, so because you didn't, you didn't follow their COVID rules that not every corporation in the world has because you didn't follow them and you were terminated. you you cannot collect unemployment. Right. And when I, and when I, I wrote the appeal, I told them, I, I said, you know, United lied to you because I had a religious exemption and I, I, I gave them the, uh, even the EEO case number, EEOC case number. And in the appeal, I, I, I told them that I was accepted but they terminated me anyway. So, so it wasn't that I was uh, not going by their policy because their policy should have been what was accepted in that letter. Right. They had a contract with you. Yeah. Yeah. They had a contract with you. Frank, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Kevin. Go ahead. I I should say, so I'm still under appeal with that. I'm hoping to find out soon. All right. So Frank and Kevin, you've been with the company for a long period of time. Okay. You loved your jobs. You love working at United. Did you see this coming? No, not really. I mean, other than when the union started communicating with the company about getting us money to get the jab, I started to see something I didn't like. I started complaining back then and all I got back was, don't worry about it. We're going to get you money to get the jab and whatever and 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 that kind of stuff. And and I'm like, I said, you don't understand. You need you need to protect the people that don't want to get it. This, no one knows enough about this virus, let alone this vaccine that was put together in a few months to say it's safe or otherwise. Nobody on earth knows the long term effects of these shots. No, mm. they can't possibly. They put it together in a few months using technology never utilized in any other vaccine. I mean, it's like, what can go wrong? Well, to date, the FDA has not acknowledged, even though Pfizer's documents are in the court record now, in the public domain now because of Aaron Seary's FOIA case, we know that there's 1,200 plus types of injuries just from Pfizer alone. And we also know from having interviewed now since 2021, Vax injured, that everybody has multiple injuries. And we know that the FDA has still to date not acknowledged vascular and neurological injuries, even though Pfizer's identified them 
in the paperwork that were dumped in the court. So there is a lot of withholding of information from the public um, and should have given pause to any corporate leader. But obviously your CEO or the board or whoever is responsible for this disaster at your company uh, didn't want to know the truth. No, no one, no one does. They were, you know, like I said, there, there was some collusion between them and and the Biden administration. Is obviously they took billions of dollars uh, to promote uh, the uh, the vaccine mandate, which Biden really wanted to push on everybody, every citizen of the United States. He wanted to push this onto. He pushed it onto a certain amount of co companies that he coerced them to do it. But I think he just gave them money, like he did to United, and then all of a sudden United got some cherry contracts and whatever post post all that uh, to fly, you know, uh, people around from the uh, uh, from different government entities as part of that as part of that deal. It's it's just disgusting. Did you know any of the pilots, Frank, who got that were on those flights for the baby formula and the vaccinations that were shipped from the U.S.? No, I, I, you know, I, you know, by that, by the time that was done, going on, I was already gone. I still had a, a, a number of friends, but I didn't know anybody. Uh, that was involved in the baby formula. And speaking of the baby formula, you know, Abbott, Abbott, which owned the, the, the baby formula factory here in the United States, the one that was shut down two years ago, was shut down after two babies died, which is tragic. They shut down that factory. They produced 40% of the baby formula in this country. And how many people have been injured, died, or maimed for life here because of this vaccine? And they keep pushing the agenda. I don't know. Kevin, what is going on in your life now? Trying, trying to piece it all together. I mean, put it back together. Uh, well, I'm trying to just find ways to bring in income. You know, I'm just living day by day right now. Um, just taking care of uh, family members and, and myself. And it's, it's a hard life. It, it's not, it's not a life like I've had for 37 years. And um, I was hoping at this age to be able to retire soon and, and, and lead a good life. Now I don't know what's going to happen. So, do you have, have you set up a GoFundMe? No. So people can help you, possibly? No, I never thought about that. Because I, I know that you guys are going to need money to, uh, for this lawsuit as well. But I mean, some, right. some, some of you are in a pretty bad way. I think uh, Paul Wazell and yourself, Kevin, are in a pretty bad way because you haven't been able to pick up the pieces. Uh, which is yeah. kind of interesting because you guys are ground crew where some of the pilots have been able to to go into like you frank are able to fly for some private companies um right so it was hard what was hard in my position is you know, i could probably find you know a, a consultant job or or a company that that I could travel uh, with their airplanes but uh, right now i'm not able to do it because I, I have to take care of family members um you know like, at the age of 60 and being unvaccinated you know you, you're still it's, it's hard to find a job yeah unfortunately um you know the airlines that ultimately back down to the employees uh from getting the vaccinated still had the mandate in place for new employees so let's say kevin or i wanted to jump ship we left United. We want to go somewhere else. Nope. All new employees have to be vaccinated. That's still in place. I don't understand the justification nor the legal argument where you cannot get unemployment, Kevin. 
that that just seems so crazy to me that that they would go i mean it's not just that they fire people because you won't get vaccinated it's it's not just that they're discriminating against you if you if you get your religious exemption and you're able to stay you know but you're on unpaid leave you know endlessly until they decide the fact that you can't get unemployment sounds morally outrageous to me yeah. when you've been at when you've been at the company as long as you've been at the company exactly and I, and I told I told in the appeal process I, I did state that you know an employee of 37 years uh, I, I did not take that this decision trivially I, I you know I, I I I had you know moral um, reasons and and I I thought about this you know I didn't just say well I don't want to follow your policy I I don't care I, I've got 37 years I'm just going to give it up. You know, or do you gentlemen talk to any of your former uh, colleagues to find out you know what's going on with their health, uh, who decided to take the vaccination and what the what the morale is inside United? Because I mean, my understanding is that I mean United is still put pushing boosters, are they not? Yes, and some people are are willingly they're they're happy to do it, and others are not. And I have had. Even when I was still working there, when this was happening, I would have people come to me in private at work and show me their injuries. Some of them had rashes all over their body. Um, doctor couldn't figure out what what was causing it, and they couldn't get rid of it. Um, I, I've known people to end up in the hospital. Both the husband and wife ended up in the hospital and almost died. Um, People took the vaccine. They were scared to. They'd come to me and said, Kevin, I was scared to do it. You know, I, I know I'll probably die. I don't know. But I have to take I have to take the shot because I need to support my family. And so they did. Exactly. That's exactly what it was. They put a gun to your head and people, you know, had circumstances that they they didn't give much of a choice but to do what they had to do to take care of the family. And, and and I commend you, Kevin, for doing that. And everyone else that had to do, make that tough decision, I just wish that the unions had pointed us in that direction, where they like they did at American and other airlines, where they said, "No, you know, you have a choice here. You don't have to get this shot." And uh, we got four thousand pilots here. They're not going to take the shot. So what do you, what do you want to do? Well, of course they all backed down. But like I said our union was different. And it seemed to be across the board. I, I, it, it's the weirdest thing. It didn't seem like any union at United pushed back against United corporate. That's correct. Yeah. Do you think that they received money? I think. That's my opinion. <laughs> mm -hmm. You can't but prove it. I'm sure they did. Oh, well, there are there are there's ways that we can we can investigate this because just like the NFL received a boatload of money. Uh, you know, other associations, whether it's the Association of Pediatric Surgeons or, you know, there's di there's different groups, trade associations and the like that did receive a lot of money. And we're, we're going to take a look into this because it, it it does seem odd that some airlines did push back and some of the unions did push back for their employees against mandated vaccinations and others. And, and yet at United, everybody across the board seemed to, you know, hold right. their fire and just decide you know this is what they were going to do see at the time i didn't think it was a money issue i was just thinking that maybe they all agreed that the vaccine was the best thing and 
they were against the, the people that didn't want the vaccine. It was, it was a, a really a hostile environment. And I just, that's was what I thought. I thought, well, I guess, uh, you know, 99% of the union officials want this. Did the, union, did the union officials tell you, gentlemen, that they were getting it as well? Did they make it mandated at the Airline Pilots Association, Frank? They didn't make it a mandate. Like I said, this came down from corporate. The, the union just seemed to go step in step with the company. The company says, okay, you know, you're going to have to get the shot. And the only thing they've done prior to that, like I said, they were setting up this deal between uh, the union and, and and the company, stating that okay, if you get the shot, you're going to get ten or eleven hours of pay, and they're, and they were throwing a number, you know, that that's basically a number. They were incentivized, and, you know, whatever, and they were like saying, well, "What are you complaining about? We're getting you money." And, and <laughs> we're I'm getting like, you money, but you, but you may be injured. Yeah, that that that, that that's that that wasn't the point. I have a right to make a decision just like you and everybody else. And, you know, it's so funny. I remember when this period was going on, there was a lot of the my body, my choice kind of thing going on in the news and this, that, whatever. I said, like, where's my body, my choice? Where's right. Kevin's body and his choice? Mm -hmm. Right. What was, the, Kevin, what was the, the worst day when you went through this process? The worst day oh, you had with somebody? That's a hard one because there were a lot of hard days. I mean, I went through a lot of, lot of stress every day trying to, you know, a lot of times I, I neglected my, my duties at my job because I was, I was busy trying to fight to keep my job. Um, but I, I've, I, some of the hardest times where uh, I've had coworkers that basically wished that was, wished death on me because I'm coming in unvaccinated and I'm going to make them sick. And then if their if their child dies because they get COVID, then, then it's on, then it's on me. And so they wished basically death on me. And do they actually say that to your face? Mm hmm. Yeah. I find that and, ironic, Kevin. Yeah. You know, I have people tell me the same thing. Vaccinated people tell me the same thing. And I'd be like, I, my response was, you're vaccinated. How could I give you, transmit the disease to you? If you're vaccinated, what is the concern? They told you, they told us, they told everybody that you won't get infected and you won't transmit it to someone else. So what are you afraid of? Right. And their response was what, Frank? They, they, they didn't know what to say. They, 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 because there was no response. I painted them into a corner. They painted themselves into a corner. You know, what's, what's, what's interesting to me is back in uh, August, I guess it was the end of July, but it really, the breakthrough cases happened in August. So August, sure. the month that they're mandating these shots at United for you guys is right. also the month where we could say that there were breakthrough cases. And, you know, the U.S. government lied about this. I mean, let's just say it like it is. They lied about it because they were also telling reporters like me back in June, they needed to do a better communication about saying that they, the shots prevented transmission and prevented the disease. And then within eight weeks later in August, you had the breakthrough cases of those people who were vaccinated. And now many, many doctors have concluded that the more shots you get, the your autoimmune system is impacted, which means that you're Absolutely. more susceptible to getting sick. 
And it's not just COVID, it's anything. And we, we know about the turbo cancers uh, that have surged. We know about the sudden deaths. We know about the strokes. We know about the near accidents in, in airplanes. Uh, you know, and I'll just put out there, you know, we're investigating the two that are, were in United. So it, th this is, uh, it, it was quite a risk for people to push. And it was quite a risk for people to say that these are safe and effective for all. And it was quite a push for the uh, United to say that these were, <laughs> that these were going to prevent transmission when in fact, it's just not true. It was never true. Yeah. But like I said, how could they know? There was no long-term study. Mm -hmm. There's no possible way to know. And just like it was mentioned in some of the other videos with uh, Tom Floyd and whatever, you know, the FAA mandated the, our medical examiners that we go to every six months to renew our medical certificate to continue flight and say that we're healthy. Well, the FAA prevented you from getting an experimental drug. And right. let's that, say, that, that, that is, explain that to the audience because that's a good point, Frank. Right. I mean, these these okay, are the so, FAA's so. rules. FA regulation is that you cannot take any experimental drug, period. And let's say the drug was ultimately certified, which it's not, but let's say it was, you still have to wait a year after that date before you're allowed to take that drug. And that's, a, and that's, and that's, and that's, it's still a maybe and whatever they're, you know, they were very conservative. They had these safety nets in place for a reason because they wanted to see what and if something happened? Because people could make these claims. Sometimes these trials could be a little skewed depending on who is running them and, and what, what, where, where this information is coming from. So, you know, the, the FAA has been, and I'm sure Kevin could attest that, they've always been very conservative with a lot of aspects to do with aviation. Because when something goes wrong, whether it's a mechanical problem or a pilot problem, a people problem, you know, things, things go wrong and, and things can get really bad very quickly. And, and that's why they had these, the, the, these safety nets in place that they were told to disregard by the Department of Transportation. And you know who I'm talking about, who, 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 who oversees the FAA because that's part of the transportation uh, in, in the country. So they, the word was out from the Department of uh, uh, Transportation to look the other way with these laws that were in place to prevent this from happening. But it happened anyway. Has Buttigieg ever talked about this on the record? Do you Hell know? no, never. He will never talk about this. And so when you were talking with your unions at that time, Frank, and you and you were saying, telling, reminding them about the FAA rules, did they have a response to you? No. They were like, well, well you know, you know, it's almost like the, uh, the heart related thing, you know, where they look at your EKGs and now the parameters of the EKGs have been widened and that was kept silent like the way they changed the name of the uh, of what a vaccine what is a vaccine well a vaccine prior to august something was something that uh something different than it was after august uh and what why because it, because this new vaccine if you want to call it that did not meet the criteria that had been in place for many many decades so what do you what did, kevin what do you want the public to know What's the three takeaways that you have having gone through this experience? Oh, that's a that's, that's a tough question. Um, 
Is there any upside to this? I mean, would you have changed your mind at all? No. You had known, you, so you, no. you're, you're resolute about yeah, I'm very resolute. Yeah. I, there's no way I would have ever taken this. Um, for instance, there was a, we had a morning briefing at work one morning and, and one of the employees started off saying that he thought it was stupid that people were, were not getting vaccinated and that they're willing to get fired and lose their job because they, they don't want to be vaccinated. And so I spoke up and told him, I says, well, there's many people that are allergic to the vaccine and they could die. So I think the person would rather lose their job than die. And that's their choice. And, and he got quiet and nobody said a word after that. But uh, I don't see any, right now, I don't, I don't see a light at the end of the tunnel. I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm praying for, for uh, relief financially and, uh, and hopefully I can enjoy my forced retirement and, and uh, move on. I think it's incredible that you have paid into unemployment and you are not allowed to get unemployment because of what yeah. United has. I mean, because right. I guess when they call United and they say no, he was he was uh, terminated for cause, right? And then you're denied. <laughs> you're not because because of this COVID shot, right? That is ineffective, and no one on earth knows if the long term effects on it. Right. This is a this is a wrong that that should be righted, Kevin. Yes, it should. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, I agree. I don't know why the state doesn't step in to help people like Kevin, because like you said, he, he paid into this. I paid into unemployment. Now I quit so that obviously I don't get unemployment. But if you get fired, you got fired. You're you're entitled to unemployment. That's why you paid into uh, paid into it. Well, yeah. some, some it's it's were, I mean, there are some circumstances where somebody maybe wouldn't be. But in this particular circumstance, right. you applied. It was accepted. You 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 set up your own. Um, I mean, you put your terminologies in there that they accepted in your religious exemption. So they agreed to that, and then they mm -hmm. wanted you to change after you were accepted, and you said no, right. and then that's when they right. terminated you. So I mean, to me, this is a real black and white. Yeah, it, it, exactly. It it, it it is. It's totally black and white. They 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 breached their contract. They they. Uh, um, I, I, I'm still in shock that they did what they did. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. So, you know, if your CEO, Scott Kirby is listening to this, I hope he gets with the program here. He needs to write, he needs to write yeah. this wrong, you know, as soon as it's, possible. Yeah. As far as the unemployment, it seems like our group, um, most of the people at one time or another were denied their unemployment. Um, they appealed and they and then they received it. Um, so right now I'm still waiting to see. But not everybody, because um, Paul Orzel, he he has not. I mean, he's been told that the unions aren't going to go forward with his appeal too, which is right. unfortunate. We did the. Right. Um, uh, but I'm talking about the unemployment in, uh, unemployment <clears throat> appeal. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So he's having problems with that too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, the unions don't. The unions don't think that 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 is a winnable case. But you know, quite frankly, that doesn't mean <laughs> the unions yeah. are supposed to be fighting for you. That's why you guys pay dues right. to the unions. Exactly. 
doesn't matter whether they think it's a good case or not. They need to protect us as their requirement. It's part of the contract between us and the union. We give them money and they take care of us when we need this kind of a uh, kind of service. Yeah, it's pretty it's 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 uh, it's pretty amazing to me that they're even even, you know, thinking like that they're not going to fight it because to me that that raises a red flag of self-interest by the unions. That would be the only reason why that they wouldn't move forward. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how do people get in touch with you? Who, who has the, the URL for, you know, how, how people can contribute to help you with this lawsuit? Frank, do you have a copy of that? Um, Wings for Liberty and Justice is right. the name of your group in the campaign. And people can find you on Twitter. I think so. I'm not 100% sure. The Twitter should be Wings for Liberty. Links for, wings for the, Liberty. Wings for Liberty. Wings for Liberty. Okay. Twitter account. We will, and then all the will. different companies should be uh, the different links to, uh, to uh, donate to the cause should be on the Twitter page. Okay. And we will we'll put those links when we release your, um, your interview in, in the copy. Okay. Telling your story. Uh, Frank, any last words that people need to, you know, hear more about? No, I mean, you know, it's 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 a shame that this had to come to this. This never had to happen, um, especially in a time uh, where the airlines cannot get ground personnel, cannot get uh, technicians like Kevin, pilots like myself. They're short of everybody. And what did they do? They alienated a certain part of the uh, uh, of the population just to push this agenda. And I, I just, from a company standpoint, I don't understand how the board of directors thought this is a good idea. Not, not to mention uh, mor the morality of this, but it's just from a money standpoint, it's stupid. It has bad optics. Uh, I went to business school. This has bad optics, you know, from, yeah. from a marketing point of view. It really does. This hurts the bottom line. Yeah. I mean, they've been canceling so many flights. We've been all watching it on the news. All these yeah. delays. They don't have anybody to park it. They don't have anybody to fix the airplane. They don't have anybody to take the bags off. They don't have any pilots. They don't have any flight attendants. That's all I hear. On the you news. know, it doesn't make sense. Like you like said, the, when I got terminated, they were offering bonuses in many stations anywhere from fifteen twenty five thousand dollars sign-on bonuses to even if i was i was with the company and i'm in la and if in denver needed a mechanic they were offering huge bonuses just to transfer let alone hire off the streets so that if you hired off the street you even got a bigger bonus and yet they chose to terminate people when they needed they needed people that bad well maybe it was because makes no sense Maybe it was because uh, Scott Kirby enjoyed the limelight when President Biden referred to United mm -hmm. as being 99% vaccinated. But what was really going on behind the scenes were people like you guys. Yeah. 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 And the traveling public is the one that suffered and is suffering through all this. Well, not, not only that, but I mean, you didn't, you weren't required to have a vaccination to get on a United flight. So you, they were requiring it, exactly. working at United based upon a safety argument, yet you're flying people who are vaccinated and unvaccinated on United flights internationally. 
Right. So the logic behind the rationale to force your employees to get the shots falls. It just falls flat. Because oh, well, it's, it's hypocritical. People. I agree. Yeah. You know, you're not required to wear a mask. That's, that's been gone for a while now. And I'm like, well, so it, it, is this not, is this something that you could prevent transmission with a mask? We all know that was another farce. A piece of cloth, a piece of paper, a piece of cloth was going to somehow stop a virus. I mean, you know, like I said, I just don't understand how people are so gullible and believe this stuff. Well, good luck with your case, gentlemen. And, and you know, you're, you're always welcome to come back here if things change. And, and, and Kevin, you know, I, I hope some people do reach out to you. Do you, do you have, are you on Twitter? Are you on social media? How can people find you? Personally, um, I, I, I have different accounts. I've been trying to start businesses, uh, online businesses, but I don't have a, a personal one I can give out right now. Okay, that's fine. But when, but, you're, when you're ready, come back, okay? Because okay. we're, we're rooting you. for you, Kevin. We really are. We're rooting for you. Thank I hope, you. I hope Thank that you, you land like Frank did, you know, with, with uh, yeah. another job. You know, and thank you. And, and I do want to say um, kind of a memorial to a good friend of mine, a co-worker, uh, just passed away last week in L.A. Um he was one of the few that really helped me. In fact, he was the only one that he, 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 you even begged me to get to get the shot because he didn't want to see me leave. He said, we'll go to the hospital and, and have them watch you make sure you're okay when you get the shot. And then when I was terminated, he was the only one that would call me up, ask how I'm doing. Um, there, there was one or two other calls from some people, but I mean, as far as what I'm trying to say about Gary is, is he actually would go pick up, applications he would call people and try to find me jobs um he's just a, a wonderful kind soul and united you know lost a, a, a truly caring individual and, and a good mechanic so anyway uh i just want to you know just give him a shout out and uh maybe going to his uh uh celebration of life on saturday so, well, blessings, blessings yeah. to you for your friend because I know he, he meant a lot to yeah, you. Sorry for your loss, Kevin. Yeah, thank you. Terribly sorry. Terribly sorry. Well, gentlemen, thank you very much for sharing your story. And I'm sorry, you know, this is such, Frank, congratulations to you that you landed, you know, and, and you're employed as a pilot, which I know that you love. And Kevin, we're praying for you to, to get back into the business somehow. Thank you. And good luck with this lawsuit. Thank, thank you, Christine.